0: Football is back, and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By. Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to
1: another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Zach By. And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your precious time with me here on the podcast I'm back took a couple days off taking the whole week off of work Uh, had a baby last uh lat well not last Friday but the Friday before that so I have a baby girl at home who's about um I I guess I don't know 11 12 days old uh Mia Ray Bai is her name three 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 uh, Mia Ray Bai and uh it's uh, turned our world upside down. It is a lot of work. No one told me it's 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 less about the the newborn infant than it is about managing the the already existing 3-year-old. Uh but I digress. Uh, that that is a different conversation for a different day. I'm happy to be in here today. Uh coming off of a Wednesday night win in overtime against the New Orleans Pelicans that, in a game that, um, you know, I, I, I guess I, I don't know about major overarching uh, takeaways, um, sweeping takeaways. Uh, the one major takeaway is the most obvious, you know, nose right on your face uh, takeaway is just the overall brilliance of Nicole Jokic and... I remember last year uh, oftentimes saying here on the podcast like I'm running out of adjectives, I'm running out of descriptors to uh help articulate just how great of a basketball player Nikola Jokic is. And I think this year um there is just ever existing renewed appreciation like there's already been four or five times this year where I'm just kind of like rubbing my eyeballs and and like this is happening right like I I, I I am seeing this right I am seeing one of the greatest players in the history of the game that James Naismith created so many decades ago we are seeing one of the greatest performers at that game that we have ever seen. And I'm just more and more convinced of it with every passing day that the the proclamations like in my own head and the ones that I've said into this microphone are going to age so well when it comes to Nikola Jokic. We are watching what I believe is a top 20 player of all time in the middle of his prime. And it is unfair to say right now, that Nikola Jokic has the merits to be qualified as one of the 20 greatest players of all time because he doesn't. That's just not true. Um, But to a certain degree, when you are um, calling a shot like this, it takes a bit of forecasting. Here's an example. Ten years ago, or whenever it was, maybe eight years ago, uh, when uh, Mark Jackson says, we're watching the greatest backcourt uh, shooting tandem of all time in Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, and they were like, I don't know, guy. I'm j- I'm totally um, rough uh, etch a sketch here. Like they were maybe like four years into their career or, or whatever it was. Um, and I remember for some at the time that was like blasphemous. It was like, how could you say such a thing? Because it was an early call on it, not an early call in a sense of like, like hot take. This is not a hot take. It is a. Um, like like they used to say in school like a hypothesis it's like an educated guess i am taking the substance of what i have now seen for years now and projecting it upon the future with the same sort of arc of improvement that we've seen in the last half of a decade from nicola so if you are going to assume health which we always do right especially if you don't have a real injury history the way that nicola does not i think that that me sitting here today Saying that I believe we're seeing one of the 20 greatest players in league history in the middle of their prime. I believe that is not a hot take. I think it's reasonable. Okay. I think it's educated. And I think it's a bullish projection. But it's based on reality. It is not, I'm not overextending myself in saying this. And I feel so comfortable saying it the night after I watched this man put a group that is. Guys, it is it is average in terms of NBA basketball. Now, if you're so close to the situation, you can't see the forest through the trees, and you want to tell me how great the rest of this roster is uh, sans Jokic, um, okay, I, I you know have had it. Um, but Nikola Jokic is the reason that the Nuggets won on Wednesday night in New Orleans, and there's really no secondary reason. There's really not. Like you can, you we can talk about you know Jamichael Green having a little bit better of a game or Monte Morris clutch free throws, and both of those things are true. But Nikola Jokic is—I mean, we saw, we saw, um, we saw a flat-out brilliant performance. But here's the kicker, and 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 the performance was thirty-nine points, eleven rebounds, eleven assists, another triple-double um, in a game where. Where he was seventeen of twenty three from the field, like are you are, are like are you kidding? You are seventeen of twenty three from the field. Three of those were three point attempts, which means you are seventeen of twenty from two. That means you shot eighty five percent inside the arc, and one of those misses almost should count because it it was halfway down the Sambor shuffle uh, at the end of the game in in, in regulation anyway. So it was. And, but 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 here. But let me circle back to w- w- what I just said a couple minutes ago. What I what I said, I mean, Nicola is going to go down as one of the tw- twenty greatest players of all time. The reason that that I believe is going to be true because nights like Wednesday night in New Orleans actually will be forgotten. This is not that that was not a lasting "Remember Me This Way" performance. That's not what it was. It's just another pelt on the wall, 39-11-11, 17-23 11, 11. of 23 from the field. Like, it's a joke it's a, it, because it, it, it doesn't, it, it's not going to stick out. When the sands of time keep moving, you know what it'll be? Honestly, you know what it'll be? It'll be a forgotten game on a Wednesday night in New Orleans. That's what it'll be, game 24 in, in, in a list of 1,000 pelts on the wall. That's the reason, guys. That's the reason. That's the reason why I say he's going to go down as the 20 greatest players of all time. Not because of that game, but because that game will get forgotten. I hope that makes sense. I hope I'm making sense to you here. I'm just blown away. I just I I, I didn't I I I didn't think that I would be more impressed than I already could possibly be. I didn't realize that my basketball impressiveness meter, that just got invented, could be moved. That needle could move anymore. And then you know I watch what I watch, and it's just brilliance personified. It is brilliant, and I and I tweeted this um, right after the game on Wednesday night, and you can follow me on Twitter at buysline b y e s l i n e. I said to watch Nikola Jokic's to watch history unfold. Such a brilliant do-it-all unicorn that happens to be insanely clutch. His shoulders were so freaking broad tonight. 39-11-11. That's what it came down to in New Orleans. One team had Nikola Jokic and the other didn't. And those things, the, the combination of things, the, the the brilliant do-it-all unicorn and being insanely clutch, those two things don't have to be married. Like, oftentimes we see... Uh, someone have a characteristic that is um not related to another. So when I think of um you know a brilliant do-it-all unicorn um uh whoever you want to throw in there. Um Christoph Porzingis, right? He's seven foot three, you know, somehow he's got hops. He can shoot it from, you know, Trey Young range. Um you know that 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 guy is a special Talent, right? Would anyone qualify Christos Porzingis as insanely clutch? Like, and also, like, are you a unicorn that produces? Like, because the, 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 and I heard JJ Reddick say this on SVP's late night show. Um, he said that the, the unicorn thing a few years ago got thrown around too much because we're, we're giving the unicorn title to people that, um, here's an example right there on the Nuggets team, Bull Bull. Right, heard that when he was, you know, in college and coming out, he's a unicorn. He's, you know, he's so big and the way he can handle it and the way he can shoot it and all this stuff. Right to the point where Shaquille O'Neal said that he would take Bull Bull number one in the draft over Zion. Okay, and I want to get back to the Zion thing here in a second, but, 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 okay, like you're a unicorn, you're a quote unquote unicorn that 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 doesn't produce, right? Um, so Nicola is just an absurd combination. He is the seven footer that can pass dribble and shoot. He is the seven footer, excuse me, that uh, can control an entire basketball game the way that uh LeBron James can. Uh, but but here's the thing, he's all those things, but he's also giving you 26, 13, and 7. And then in addition to that all right there's another layer to it because we've seen guys pr- that that produce historically that also are not clutch that also are not winners right uh, uh, Tracy McGrady's one of the greatest scorers in the history of the league scoring titles they put him in the Hall of Fame despite never winning a playoff series until he was you know the 11th man in San Antonio Right, so really, the, the the nuts and bolts. Tracy McGrady got put in the Hall of Fame. He never won a playoff series, right? Nicola is the unicorn, who also produces, who's also clutch, who also accepts the burden and responsibility. He that that mantle that, that is on his shoulders, and, and and the Wednesday night game in New Orleans is just a personification of that. Eleven points in overtime. I don't think anyone scored for the Nuggets um, under three minutes in regulation. It's just it's it's absurd. It's absurd. And would anyone have been surprised if the game winner, the Sambor shuffle with no time left in regulation, went down? It it's to the point where there was more surprise and it didn't go down. And you can go back and look at the replay. I tweeted the vote. Uh, I tweeted the video in real time. Like, everyone in the gym thought that ball was going down. And why wouldn't you? Right? You see the same thing repeatedly. It's an expectation that it's going to happen, especially when the ball looks like it's 68% of the way uh, through the basket. So, you know, uh, I could just w- continuously wax poetic about Nikola Jokic, a guy who uh, already in his his NBA career at um, – 26 years old is now eighth all time on the triple doubles list and didn't get a chance to react to that. Um, that happened a few days back. I didn't uh, record the podcast on Tuesday the way I traditionally do. Uh, traditionally do excuse me at home with the baby. But like 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 what else do you need to know about Nicola? Like like what else do you need to know? passes Larry Bird on the triple doubles list at his age? Am I shocked? No, I'm not. N- n- not even a little bit. I did a podcast two years ago right here, Mile High Hoops podcast, and we, we prorated the triple-double numbers in the amount of time that he did it. And I said this when he was 24. I said, Nikola Jokic is going to pass Wilt Chamberlain. For the most triple doubles uh, in NBA history for a center, by the time he's thirty, like he's going to pass him with ease. He, he's he's he he's like Nikola Jokic is is going to do this w- effortlessly. And right now, if you look at that uh, a triple double uh, list, all time triple doubles list, uh, Nikola Jokic now with sixty one uh, following Wednesday night in New Orleans, that leaves him one back from James Harden. He's going to get passed. As youth is more on Jokic's side. And th- that, that that right now you are currently 17 triple doubles behind Wilt Chamberlain. And then guess what? He's probably gonna pass LeBron. Yes. LeBron has ninety-nine of these. Jokic has sixty-one and he's twenty-six. Like, you we cannot, we cannot box in the possibility of stuff like this happening with Jokic. We can't. And eventually, we'll go from maybe timidly suggesting it to then expecting it to happen. And that's just kind of where I'm at. So we're going to continue to watch uh, history unfold. We've never seen a player like him. He is a one-of-one. And I'm just going to continue to enjoy the hell out of maybe the best basketball player in the world. And the best basketball player that has ever played for the Denver Nuggets, bar none, bar none, it is becoming inarguable at this point. So uh, I'm, you can hear it in my voice. I'm I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited about um, the future of what we're going to see from this guy, and 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 he's going to win a championship. I'm just to that point. I'm to that point that he is going to win a championship. I trust the organization. Okay. They have gone all, all in. It doesn't feel like it right now because of the injury status. I just believe that this guy, his greatness, um, is going to be on display in the largest stage that the game has to offer. Am I a prisoner of the moment right now? Maybe. But let me live my life here on a, on a Thursday, uh, December 9th. All right. Um, a couple other notes here. Oh, 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 by the way, by the way, by the way, one more thing about Nicola. One more thing. I was thinking about this the last couple days uh with the with the time off. I think Nikola's going to be top 20 on the all-time assist list. <laughs> I do. I do. I actually do. I think he's going to be one of the all-time assist leaders as a 7-foot center. I do. Uh he's on the doorstep um in the grand scheme of things of uh, 3000 assists, okay? He's got 2831 assists. Uh, he'll be at, at 3,000 in no time. Like I said, he's just 26. He's been in the league for seven years. He's going to play uh, another decade. Okay, He does not rely on athleticism. He plays below the rim 99% of the time. Uh, so there is um, an argument to be made that this guy could be doing what he's doing right now for the next decade. We talked about this a year or two ago. and In fact, it was two years ago. Because I think it was Giannis's first MVP campaign, and uh, I made the argument here uh, on the Mile High Hoops podcast that that Nikola Jokic, if if you were going to sign one guy up for the next decade, who would it be, Giannis or Nikola? And at the time, at the moment that I was holding the devil's advocate conversation, it seemed like an absurdity. Okay, uh, because like I said, Giannis was in the middle of an MVP run. Jokic hadn't won an MVP yet. Um, Giannis's uh, was more critically acclaimed at the time, more dis, more more widely discussed, more well known. He was he's a walking highlight reel. We know all about this. Um, I mean, his nickname is the Greek Freak, right? Hey, and by the way, he's a bit of a unicorn. He uh, Giannis is a bit of a unicorn, and I know uh, I know we, we we just mentioned that that phrase gets um, you know overused. Whatever, I got it. But yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen a player in Giannis, and this is just a random thought. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen a player with Giannis's God-given raw talent, coupled with how hard he plays on a night-to-night basis. That's his number one skill. It's not the passing or jumping or shooting. His number one skill is his ability to play as hard as he does. He happens to have the most, you know, one of the most unique Greek God-given bodies in human history. But there's been a lot of guys who have those gifts, Bulbul, others, that don't play with the maximum starvation that Giannis plays with. Okay, I digress. We're having the conversation, Giannis or Nikola. So I go back to that that, that day and that, that conversation. Like, Jokic, and I got started about this because the all-time assist list. Like, there is no reason, really, that Nikola Jokic can't average. Uh, what's he averaging right now? Assist wise, it's uh, seven point one. Right there's and it was over eight last year. There's no reason why for the next decade Nicola cannot average seven assists per game. So let's just say on average he's playing seventy two of the eighty two games. I know he likes to play more, but let's just give ourselves some buffer and be conservative, right? We don't want to be over aggressive here. So we'll say seventy two of the eighty two games he plays times seven. Uh, is uh, 504 assists. All right for a season. That's not insane uh, because I uh, do I have his totals here. Uh, I don't have his totals in front of me. But 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 if you did seven assists times 72 games, that's 504 assists times 10 years. That's over 5,000 assists. He already has nearly three thousand. guy He's he's going to be one of the all time assist leaders. How I mean, how about that? Forget the triple doubles. Forget the scoring. Forget the rebounding. Right? Like that is a very real possibility um, that is turning into an expectation. So crazy. A lot of Jokic thoughts. I got that burner on high, so I just got to get the thoughts out. Just got to get the thoughts out. Um, okay. Oh, and by the way, golly, I keep on doing this. I'm sorry. The rest of the world is catching up because it's – and I argue this at the beginning of the season that Nikola could absolutely win MVP once again if he makes an undeniable case. And in the day of free-flowing information the way that it is right now and the way that it travels on social media, he could absolutely create an undeniable case. Is it going to be a lot to usurp Curry? Sure, it will. Uh, it absolutely will. But if you start showing people – on a weekly basis, that he's having the greatest season in NBA history by advanced metrics. Well, that's going to carry some water, all right. And the reason I bring this up is because I, I, I mentioned I saw JJ Reddick uh, hop on with Scott Van Pelt, a uh, uh, late night on Sports Center last night, and he he's bringing up the PER, like he, he he's b- bringing up the player efficiency rating and other advanced metrics, saying, "Hey, just a heads up, like I know these." Uh, advanced metrics sometimes have flaws, but we are seeing one of the greatest seasons in the history of the game. And the more people like J.J. Redick that say that into microphones, and it's not a narrative, it's just the truth, it's just what the numbers bear out, you're going to get people pay a closer attention to Jokic and put more stock like he's already been like the guy finished top 5 in mvp voting 3 years ago he, so the the awareness factor is already there we're through that stage he's played on the western in the western conference finals we're through that you know awareness stage and all that but if you couple all the history and the equity that Jokic has built up over the last 3 or 4 years in addition to people like JJ Reddick saying, "Hey, just a heads up, we're watching one of the greatest single seasons in NBA history. Oh, in fact, it's actually currently the greatest uh, efficiency in, in NBA history." Like that is that is going to be the wind in his sails in terms of getting the um, getting the credit, the uh, proper recognition, the proper awards that come with it. You know all that stuff. Okay. Real quick, couple other thoughts. I just want to bang out here uh, before I hang up and go to uh, baby Mia's first doctor appointment. Okay, uh, one Zion. I saw the photo, uh, Zion. I am mentioning it because the Nuggets just play the Pelicans. Uh, this guy had superstardom written all over it, and that guy needs to take a look in a mirror. He really does, and 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 uh, people can tell him. Um, Or maybe they're not telling him, Uh, but people can tell him uh, the truth that he needs to lose weight, that he could jeopardize uh, the uh, would-be brilliance of his career that that awaits him. He's still such a young man. Um, I I just don't know how you're not concerned. I just don't know how you're not concerned. How important that guy is to the Pelicans franchise and for him to look like he looks at this stage in the game. um, I know... Coming off an injury uh, can be, you know, um, you can have some dark days. Um, You can, um, you know, have, you know, bumps in the road, um, moments of, uh, you know, discouragement, things like that. But I'm telling you, for a 21-year-old, that's how old old Zion is, for a 21-year-old to look like he looks right now um he looks like a tank and he's wearing like hoodies and stuff to hide it better um the reports are that he's up to 340 Uh, gosh his official weight is listed at 284 he's probably he's probably 40 pounds overweight right now um so yeah uh, well, uh, that is just, that is a, that is a, that is a topic that we'll keep, uh, an eye on. All right. Um, he, he's good for the game. Uh, he attracts eyeballs and I hope he figures it out, uh, for his sake and the organization's sake. All right. A couple other thoughts here from the game. Uh, Pelicans, Nuggets, a one twenty one fourteen win in overtime on Wednesday night. Uh, Monte Morris, um, if you just look at the numbers, you know, Monte didn't play great, 3 of 10 from the field. Um but I'll say this about about Monte. His night started in the first quarter with him getting on the floor. All right. You do not see in, in the National Basketball Association guys getting on the floor in December on a Wednesday night non-national TV game in New Orleans. You don't see it. All right? That's how Monte Morris's night started. He struggled at points after that, but the basketball gods reward him, and he rewards himself at the end of that game where he's fouled on a three-point shooter. Um, it was Brandon Ingram who fouled him, uh, trying to get over a screen just too late, and there's 57 seconds left. Monte, one, two, three, made all three free throws in such a clutch moment, and I believe uh, that tied the game, and then the very next possession after the made three, uh, after the made free throws, all three of them, uh, the Nuggets force a shot clock violation on the defensive end of the floor. It was not a perfect night for the defense, transition defense. There was a handful of, of occasions where it was just brutal, just just an eyesore. Um, but for them, for that sequence, Monte getting fouled on a night he struggles makes all three, three, three free throws, and then getting a shot clock violation in a possession that the Pelicans have to have on the other end. I thought it was just a great, great sequence. Um, okay. Uh, bu- 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 what else here? Uh, Bones was back. Okay. Uh, good to see Bones Highland back. He didn't play great. All right. He did get to the free throw line, went five for five, finished with nine points, was two for six from the field uh, in 16 minutes of action um as with rookies oftentimes there's going to be moments where you want to pull your hair out and in the first half of that basketball game we we had those moments i mean he came into the game not too long after he checked in he's too forceful on a, on the closeout if you're just going all out 10 out of 10 on a closeout um the incentive for me to just rip through, blow by, is also a 10 out of 10. And that's exactly what happened to him. Uh, he had an air ball as well uh, in the next possession from about 12 feet. Um, in one or two possessions after that, he tried the rondo pass, it looked like, where you, cu- you cup it between your forearm and your hand uh, and go around your back with a fake but really bring it back up front. I think he tried that. that, that, that that's what I'm going to assume because it looks so crazy. Um, and he, he turned it over trying to do that, and then after the turnover, he's he's trailing the play and fouls uh, the guy, make, and I forget who it was, but it fouls uh, uh, the Pelicans uh, player making the layup to compound the mistake. It just can't happen, and when they watch that on film, I'm sure uh, that'll get mentioned, uh, but it was good to good to see Bones back. Uh, J. Michael Green, uh, it has been uh, an, an imperfect season from J. Michael Green, to put it lightly, right? Um, statistically, averaging about uh, five points a game. Uh, but you take a look at the the three-point shooting percentage. I mean, it's disastrous. There's no other way um, to, you know, color outside the lines on this one. Uh, he went from averaging 39%. No, excuse me, because it was 39.9. So we're just going to use our brain and say 40% from three. He's literally averaging 20% this year. It, like, just it, his... Three point percentage has been slashed in half, like a Black Friday sale. Okay, um, his career uh, historically he's been solid from three: a forty percent, thirty eight percent, forty one percent, thirty nine percent, thirty four percent, thirty eight percent. It goes like that. Uh, for him to be twenty percent, he has got to wake up. He has got to wake up in a hurry. All right, because he's hurting the basketball team uh, more nights than he's helping. But I'll. But I will say this because the reason I'm bringing him up is to give him a little credit. One he did make a three uh, in that second half and it was a rather big one but also when you are struggling the way that J. Michael Green has been struggling you have to impact the game in different ways and he did that on Wednesday night. Uh, You saw him gather an offensive rebound from a no business angle. There were two Pelican players there. One of them is uh, Jonas Valanciunas and he, he grabbed it right over them from an uh, unsuspecting angle from a weak side, from the weak side. So he just sticks his nose in there. And just by giving that maximum effort on an offensive rebound, he did corral it and get fouled on the putback. Is that a little thing? Yes. Is it also a big thing? Yes. Because he is trying to leave his fingerprints on the basketball game in a way other than uh, shooting and making a three. He also had not won charge but he took two charges uh the the um the likelihood that someone is taking multiple charges in in an nba game um is probably i'd say under five percent of the time uh that might even be high uh he took one on ingram i forget who the second one it might have been on ingram again uh there in the second half so one in the first half one in the second half and then also you know in the fourth quarter he had a big block off the glass um that um and, th- and then made that three that I mentioned before to take a two-point lead. So I have that here in my notes. I wanted to mention it. When you're struggling, find a way to be impactful, whether that's running the floor, whether that's taking a charge the way he did twice, whether it's trying to collect an offensive rebound and get to the free throw line the way that he did. Uh, I thought that was a positive sign and something when they watch that on film again, um, you're going to say, okay, Jay Mike, okay. Okay. Um, all right, uh, I think that is about it on my thoughts. All right, um, here we go. All right, the, the road trip is almost finished. Uh, the Nuggets right now at the time of recording are 12-12. and 12. I think we would have taken that at the start of the road trip. Uh, they finish up here. Uh, we have a back-to-back tonight. So at the time of recording, it's Thursday morning. Uh, the Nuggets will play tonight in San Antonio and then they have that, what do they call it, the duplex thing. It's a back-to-back, not a home-and-home, but they're both in San Antonio. So Thursday evening and Saturday evening, uh, they'll play in San Antonio before uh, coming home to play Washington and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, the Spurs are not a very good team. They are uh, they win um, half the amount of time that they lose. They're 8-15 and uh, right now. Uh, I think that... If you offered me a split of Thursday and Saturday's game, I'd take it. I would absolutely take it. 13-13 uh, and 13 after this Draconian schedule, longest road trip of the year. We've talked about it. Seven consecutive games. They picked up a win in Miami, a win in New York, a win in New Orleans. And if they split here, um, I think that you would absolutely take that. Go 4-3. and three on this road trip, and I think if I offered you that at the beginning of the road trip, I think anyone in Nuggets Nation that understands the current temperature and circumstances that the Nuggets are dealing with, uh, they would have taken that. Okay, I'm really glad. Like I said, no no, uh, radio show for me today, but I did want to come in here and uh, and talk Nuggets here and appreciate Superbook uh, for sponsoring uh, the Mile High Hoops podcast. Those folks are great. Uh, I encourage you download uh, <clears throat> the app the way that I do excuse me um and i appreciate you being here listening giving me your ear i understand how valuable your time is so i really appreciate you if you could um pass this along to a nuggets fan that's the best way to grow this podcast and if you enjoy it i I hope that you um will uh, have the willingness to do that all right i hope you guys are having a great week enjoy the games uh on thursday night and saturday night and you know That whatever happens at the tail end of this road trip in San Antonio, we'll be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast.
0: Football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help.